0: Hey, it's Mark Roberts, and welcome to Let's Get Into Entertainment. the Business of entertainment, David Day would say normally, but uh, he's not here today because we are doing a very special reprise of the Mario Lopez interview. Weird because I know that when we watch movies and get inspired and watch TV shows and get inspired or see, you know, the work that Mario Lopez is doing all over the place in radio and film and television... Uh, in commercials, on his IG accounts. And really you you see a lot of these celebrities and you think that they've been there and they've been making money forever and they've always been rich and they've always been successful. But that's not necessarily true. It's a struggle no matter what level you're at. And this interview with Mario was very enlightening because he goes through his career and we realized even though he was being recognized, he hadn't really been completely stable in the business for years after Saved by the Bell. We do know now that he's become a very important part of film and television and radio. He sort of covers all media now. I think it's going to be really cool to replay this interview so that you guys can hear how his career grew and where he was at the different stages. So enjoy the interview. I also want to shout out to Russ Emanuel over at ExtremeMusic.com. Because without Russ and without Extreme Music, it would be a very, very difficult place to create product. Composers making different tracks for comedy, drama,
1: thrillers,
0: just about any genre you can think of, they provide these cues. They let you adjust them, they give you a different lengths so that you can do what you need to do with your product. So check out ExtremeMusic.com, they are terrific. And enjoy today's reprise of the Mario Lopez interview, which is very informative.
2: The wait is over. New episodes of The Walking Dead Season 10 are premiering early February 21st on AMC+. Plus. Don't miss the extended 10th season featuring six new episodes, each focused on fan-favorite characters. Prepare for all-new high-stakes showdowns and emotional reckonings by catching up on the latest season before new episodes drop. With season binges, exclusive content, and early access to new episodes, the best Walking Dead experience is only on AMC+. Get lost in the Walking Dead universe today. Available ad-free and on demand. Sign up at amcplus.com. AMC+, only the good stuff.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. This is uh, Mario Lopez in the house, man. Woo!
2: Your podcast AKA voice, you know, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? You taught me that. I came in and you had your radio voice on. And I thought, what the hell's a radio voice? You do, I right?
2: Radio? My radio voice is my talking voice. You're crazy. You're right? crazy. Home. My it's radio voice is mine. Tight. Yes, it is. It's exactly it. No, your radio Sometimes works. I got to go a little more hype, hyped up if I'm selling no, hey go visit can... my buddies over at Toyota D- you know what I mean no you're like this hey this is Mario Lopez yes. welcome, welcome to the show welcome right You're,
0: you're Mario Lopez <laughs> coming up next that's, true. Oh, I, that's yeah, true though you're crazy uh, I have to get I
2: have to be <laughs> hype when I'm selling because <laughs> I'll be somewhere and be like that <laughs> that, Mario, that ain't Mario speaking bro. hey okay, that's the is. way you get it alright get do it already
0: Mario comes from Chula Vista Well, he starts dancing at three he does television shows. He does series. He does movies. He's written books. He's hosted hit shows. You've won Emmys. I can do lines. Yeah, you could do, do lines, lines me <laughs> uh, You've been on Broadway. He goes against <laughs> everything that people say, right? Which is focus, stay in your lane. Focus on one thing. Yeah. Try to make it in one area.
2: I mean, this guy's he's direct, just done you it you all. direct
1: next. I want action.
2: You don't want to direct, though, right? <laughs> uh, not, I don't necessarily want to. I just... Um, it, you know, it's time consuming and it, it uh, you really got to um, focus entirely just on that if you want to do a good job. And got myself a little spread thin.
0: You've been successful in so many different areas that it got to the point where everything's working and you can't do it all. No. <laughs> you can't do it all. You can't be in every place at the same time. You even have a radio show and I didn't even mention
2: that. And two podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have a clone of you? Oh, I'd love to have a clone of me. That'd be awesome to be able to do um, even more things. You're taking
0: advantage of a lot of revenue streams and you're creating from
2: where you came from. Here's, here's my philosophy, bottom line, because I did start off as a little kid and it's very difficult to transition from like a kid actor to like an adult or in anything in the entertainment industry, right? You hear so many horror stories about yeah. it. Yeah. Guys getting into drugs, or just not being able to handle it, or they get overwhelmed, or they just can't take any of the pressure, so whatever. So I've tried to be as uh, diverse as possible. There are no rules, so whether that's hosting or acting or trying to produce or dancing or doing a plays or whatever the case may be, I've always figured the more diverse you are and the more feelers you have out there and opportunities you can sort of create for yourself, then the more um, chances you'll have to to stay busy and 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 work. So. I think you have a mentality when you start working like, okay, this is going to be the last thing I'm doing and, and everything can end tomorrow and it's rainy day, or you start resting on your laurels and start acting like a rapper and (laughs) being flashy and, and like, okay, it's, it's all, you know, it's it's gravy from now on. So I'm, I'm the former. I'm, I've always like had a guarded optimism and, um, always maintain that sort of hustle mode. Uh-huh. And think that, uh, you know, tomorrow's always going to be the, the end of the day. I uh-huh. don't stress about it. I just, just kind of keeps me hungry and keeps me sharp.
0: Well, you're one of the hungriest so, people know. in this business, that's for sure. But when you, so let's go backwards for a second. Let's get into where it started, which I think a lot of people would be really interested in finding out. You're a young kid in Chula Vista. How is it starting to
2: come to you that you want to be in entertainment? I didn't want to be in entertainment. I just kind of fell into it because, uh, you know, my mom, and, uh, put me in a bunch of different things. So I was like, just to kind of keep me busy. Right. And out of trouble. So I was like dance classes and wrestling and theater and karate. And every day I had like a little after school, um, activity or class. And she would take you to them. She would take me and my dad sometimes, but mainly my mom, cause my dad was working and, uh, and it worked. I never really got in any kind of trouble. Right. Cause I didn't have time for it.
0: Dude, that's brilliant. So it, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, it works Seriously. out there.
2: So, you know, she was great parents, great mom. And then, um, I uh was at a dance competition and there was a local talent agent there and I approached her if I wanted to get into print work and stuff. And I read well as a kid. I didn't necessarily comprehend everything, but I read well. <laughs> and I can articulate so the lines. as a little kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, really well. So, uh, and I wasn't shy and I liked talking a lot and being outgoing. So she said, hey, mijo, you want to try to do some uh, local commercials or like these little ads? They called them print work. I said, yeah, okay, whatever, mom. You know, I was little. I was like nine. Yeah. And uh, and the little t- local talent agent um, started sending me on stuff. And then I just, I started booking things just locally. And then the talent agent moved to LA and kept me on. And then I started driving up to auditions. That's why I owe my mom and dad a lot. Because they drive a lot. That's a long drive. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Chula Vista, that shit took like two and a half, three hours every day, just for like sometimes a two minute audition. That's a reoccurring theme,
0: right? Parents are important. You know, you grow up in... East Los Angeles, Chula Vista, wherever you want to keep your kids off the street, you want to keep your kids from causing trouble, get them in some activities, Yeah, make them work hard, right? I mean, look, dude, by the way, wrestling is not an easy sport. In fact, I think it's one of the hardest sports. I've never seen anyone train
2: harder than a wrestler. No, it is. I didn't realize it till later on, but that did a, that did a lot as far as, you know, the attributes. And I think if you're young, because it teaches you how to be not just physically tough, but mentally tough because you're out there by yourself you learn how to deal with adversity. You get comfortable with sort of being uncomfortable and you start figuring it out. So you start getting a lot of confidence that way. Yeah. So if your confidence there, you confidence when you walk in a room, you confidence when you're talking to people. So <clears throat> it has all the attributes that you need to be successful yeah. in life. I think as a man. So I think it helped me a lot. It, yeah. It so mom, dad, yeah, know. so exactly. So and then once I fell into it then I fell in love with it Yeah. and yeah. it beat getting a real job. Yeah. You know, so I stuck with it. <laughs> did, did AKA Pablo come first? That was the first big thing. It was I did right? like other commercials and other stuff. You did local local commercials. I did commercials? local commercials, but then I did like other national commercials. Yeah. Like McDonald's and uh, Pepsi milk. milk. So that you know, so I did those and um, um, I think a little. Did I even do it? No, my AK probably might have been the very first first yeah. thing. And that how, was a Norman Lear show. That shit was before its time, though. It was it was very stereotypical in all the wrong ways. But all the uh, big Mexican family, well, part Rodriguez, right? Right. Had like twenty Mexicans living in a house. Chicken's running around and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Rodriguez was a big star back then, right? Yeah, he was a young, hot comic and Norman Lear. Um, Norman was, Lear's uh, a legend. A legend, all yeah. the family, Jefferson, Sanford's yeah. son, Maude, goes on and on. So um, You get cast in that. I get cast in and that. And that's where it starts. And it ran 13 episodes, uh, but then it was canceled after because it was just, you know, he used to say, "Is my Mexican expresser and he brought out a, a knife. Like right. real serious, it was ahead of his time. It was yeah, too. Man. It was too on that. Normally, he doesn't like to talk about it. Really? Yeah, because he's like embarrassed. Like he did. He that one he fumbled. Yeah, could have been cool. Um, but I also thought like Rasa takes himself too serious to like. Hey, dude, you should be just be happy we're on TV. That's yeah. right. In support, dude. don't get all crazy.
0: You know what? It's kind of still like that. <laughs> yeah, a little better. But <laughs> you yeah. Be okay. Yeah, like they say, we got to sneak on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, you're right. Dude. It's so
0: true. Um. All right. Cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you get into I like you in
2: this host mode right here. Oh yeah. You get into AK
0: you get into AK Pablo. You do kids incorporated.
2: That's the hardest job I ever had, still to this day. Because kids but, incorporated. why is that? Because I had to learn three different dance numbers and I was yeah. the youngest one. Three like dance numbers body. a week. Yeah. And then I played the drums. And then I, we had a hard ass choreographer named Duran Gruzman to this day. She might have like emotionally scarred me. To this she was, day. She was hardest. My dad'll never forget it. My mom wasn't there, and she was on me and yelling and getting on my dad. Got us so uncomfortable, we got up and walked out of the room. My mom was there. She would went off on her. Oh, really? <laughs> she was pissed. I tell. I'll never forget that. I was 10 years old, and it was so hard. But that made me, you know, tough. it toughened me up and prepared me for all. Yeah. We did that for three seasons. I was on it for three seasons. So it was hard work. A wow. lot, especially for a little kid. Memorize yeah. all that. Three Man, big because- numbers, dude, a week. That was a lot. And the drums and all that. Once chip. in a while, they threw me lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I rapped. I
0: rapped. Picture nice. this as a dancer, young dancer. Like, there, there's no script for dancing, right? You can't read it. You can't. You have to. Someone has to do it, and then you have to do it, yeah. and then you have to remember it, and then they got to move on, and that's hard, dude. I can't do it. No, it's a talent. Yeah. It's a talent unto itself, for sure. Um, so here, get a load of this. We might have crossed paths. When I was nineteen, twenty, I when did extras casting on, when on I this. was, I was <laughs> Hilda Montes. I, uh, I did extras casting and I did casting on Golden Girls. It I
2: really- did
0: all the extras on Golden Girls. So, and you were, you did an episode of Golden I did. Girls. They
2: still play it to this day. It's actually uh, pretty topical cause I got deported. That's right. But they were doing it off of like Elian Gonzalez, like the Cuban kid. Right. Not like the whole situation now. No, no. But they still play play it. uh, They still play it right now. That was Whit Thomas production. Whit Thomas, those guys did a lot of big shows, which I can't. I'll tell you right now. They did Empty Nest. They did It's a Living, Golden Girls. yeah, It's a Living, all those. But uh, I did like a couple pilots with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I did one pilot called The Arena with Ted Bessel. Mm Mm-hmm. From that girl. That was a great show about an arena, like the LA sports arena yeah. and all the acts that came in and I was the only kid that worked there and uh, it didn't go though. Yeah. But anyway, wouldn't Thomas remembered me. So they brought me back for like stuff.
0: They ran the town for a little yeah.
2: while. Yeah. So that was cool.
0: Um, and then you
2: did one of my favorite movies you ever did, which was Colors. Yeah. 1989. Was... Not, not just cause I was in it, but that movie holds up, dude. That oh, movie yeah, it was does. tight. I was Felipe's friend. I was supposed to be Felipe, but I was too tall yeah. cause to play opposite Trinidad Silva. Who was the who was the dude? Yeah, the, the little, he was bad. Great um, movie, <laughs> great great actor right there. But it was a great movie. Dennis Hopper directed that. Sean Penn, Robert Duvall. What was that like? Was that like that was, it was different? Cool. Than we what shot you had it right done. here in L.A. And I remember we had real 18th Street members. come. Some dudes tried to jack some of the equipment. I remember. <laughs> but uh, I they were figures. but they were all real we cool. To, we shot right here by Dodger Stadium. I remember we were yeah. over overlooking right there at Chavez Ravine, and um, yeah, all the game we are like. We, they use real life <laughs> dudes and. Yeah, Don Cheetos, all kinds of people in that movie. Great, great movie. <laughs> it's a good um, movie. But so yeah, so I was too tall, wasn't supposed to be Felipe's friend. And then Dennis Hopper was cool. He liked me, so he said, hey, "We're gonna find another little something for you." And I was like, "Yeah." So, so you do colors.
0: you work. It sounds like you're working pretty consistently as a kid, right? I mean, I was busy enough. Yeah, I mean, I still
2: went to Chula Vista High School. I went to regular high school and yeah. stuff. So I just come up. So what would
0: happen it. when you would do Kids Incorporated though? Were you still? Were you? You, you had to be schooled there, didn't you?
2: Sometimes, most of the time, with kid shows like that, yeah, they shot a lot of time in the summer, so they don't have to mess. With oh, wow, that's smart. Well, then at that point, I thought, okay, now I'm just going to be on TV shows. Anyway. Oh, really? Is that what you thought? You thought, <laughs> like, oh, this right, is I'm happening be on TV shows my like career? To but then I didn't know. So, but I didn't really trip. Like, if I was doing it cool, I wasn't like bugging my mom or dad, and they were cool. They weren't tripping on it. So I was staying busy with other did other pilots, yeah. guest spots, and I was pretty busy as a kid. And then I did Kids Incorporated shortly after, and I was on that for three years. Yeah, and then after that. I did other pilots, and I was a I was pretty busy from like ten to fifteen till I did uh, Say by the Bell. Right, but it just kind of like one thing after another. I just was very fortunate that it kind of happened because all those roles, other than like certain guest spots, I didn't wasn't necessarily playing a Mexican kid. I just happened to be Mexican. That's right, and they, and they kind of casted blindly, which I thought I was real lucky. Right, I got real lucky. Both kids incorporated Say by the Bell. I wasn't Slater. That wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed to be like some Italian. He was supposed to be more like Vinny Reno. Right. You know, and so um, they were the casting director and the producers were cool. That's a big thing because they were, especially in that time, they casted blindly. So it wasn't like they were looking for Mexican kids. You understand? Yeah. So I I just, I just kind of fell into it. So I got really lucky in that sense. The only Latinos I saw were like news anchormen. To your credit, which you're not giving yourself
0: the credit on this. You were talented and you were the right type for
2: what you were doing and you were good at it, and that's why they were blind about that. Well, thank you. I mean, like, look, you're limited, right? Like, if they're casting a family, and the family's like this Weddle family, I'm obviously not going to get cast as like the son, right? <laughs> you know, if right. You're looking like John Ritter, unless you're adopted. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Unless, yeah. it, like, so you're all right there. You're already right not in play or in the mix or even have a shot, right? Because no. it is what it is, and that just would be a tough buy.
0: So you were feeling pretty, uh, pretty lucky. You were feeling pretty
2: excited. it. Well, yeah, about I mean, I, was, life, I, didn't, right? I don't think I really gave it any like, like I really had the attitude when I was a kid. Like, you know, if I was doing it, cool. If I had an audition, cool. I was not trip. I never, yeah, whatever. If I did it, I was just as happy if I was not doing that, like wrestling or yeah. doing whatever. I didn't really trip. I was having fun with it and I liked it, but I didn't start to consider like really having to focus on it until I was, until I got out of high school. Right? So I was like, okay. Then I got to get my shit together. I go to college. Do I focus on this? Do I? That's when I had to like really like try to figure it out or give it a a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you
0: this: This is a big thing for kids that live in underprivileged areas and and want to you know get out and do great things with their lives. A lot of times, people get on your case. Your friends get on your case about oh, you're an actor or you're a dancer or you know. I mean, you did stuff where you performed with your friend at school on stage. Uh You know,
2: I mean, you were doing. Oh, they gave. Oh, no, I got a did hard time. Did you get time. a hard time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bullies and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was like, Acting. but I didn't want to, like, because, you know, I knew my mom, because my mom just worked for the phone company and my dad, like, worked for the, well, my dad did a lot of shit, but before that, <laughs> he eventually ended up working for the city. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like, that cost money. So I didn't want to, like, let him down or let my mom down because she already paid for it. Right. And, you know, guys would be,
1: they, they, you so you know, don't break you, your balls.
2: But then yeah. girls, Loved it. Like guys that can move, and the girls liked when I danced. I was like, okay, yeah.
1: screw <laughs> those guys, and then, right. the kids, they, they, then I
2: started liking girls, and then it, it, then I liked it. Right. But I was real close to wanting to ask my mom to quit. For, really? Yeah. Because like, of the it, pressure? No, I just didn't like you know theater, dance, and all that. Yeah. You know, guys give you a hard time, right. and stuff, especially like dress on stuff, yeah. and so, um, um. You know, But like I said, I didn't want to let her down. And then uh, I started liking girls, and yeah. that changed everything. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a lot of girls in those classes. Yeah. And then they, they liked guys. And they were move. like, I kind of like this. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, shit, I'm so gonna this. So you didn't get into and blows. And then it helped me in wrestling. You didn't get into blows me. about that. never really got into blows. You know, there are guys that be messing with you later on, just in general because they're dicks. Right. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't specifically that. But I did get, like, teased or my balls broke. yeah. And, yeah. You know? And that's hard. It's just a weird you age know. to be. It's hard. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. You're dealing with all, with all that stuff. That yeah, kind of arts. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, especially dude in fucking Chula Vista. So it's, it's um, not. It's not like you're in. It's not like you're in the heart of L. A. or New York dude, City or yeah. something where it's. And very, Mario you know. didn't hold back, bro. I mean, you've, you've seen some of the tapes, right? You've seen. You've seen <laughs> like the. He
0: yeah, I mean, he's yeah. like dancing like. Um, you know,
2: he's you gotta got go it. You got to go. You got to go for it. Got got go, it. For, yeah, he did.
0: Well, it's part of why uh, you're successful because you never you never hold back. Look, part of our business. Let's not kid ourselves. Is about giving it all you got. You have to. You have right? one yeah. shot. I watched the yeah. Patrick Swayze documentary the other night, and it was funny because they were talking about Roadhouse.
2: Yeah, him too. Though he got yeah. Well, I actually had a conversation with him. Oh, I, really? Yeah, he was the same place, same get, thing. He used to get teased, and he used to, and then later on he he ended up sticking with it. His mom was a teacher, though. Yeah. So it was.
0: But he did Roadhouse, and everyone around Roadhouse was saying like, you know, Roadhouse was. Uh, shit show and you know, it was a bad script, but
2: was it, it he was so plastic,
0: committed yeah. to it.
2: Yeah. And he ended up being like the tough guy. Remember in outsiders, he was Daryl. He's a tough yeah. guy. He ended up being a tough guy. Yeah. He, ended up yeah. that,
0: you know. he ended up being a tough guy. He ended up, but he, but they would say he would change the trajectory yeah. of a movie simply by his commitment to his character. It would change everything. You'd be like, Oh my God, this yeah. is an, it's an amazing piece of work. I think you do that too. Yeah. I think you did that too with, with a lot of the stuff that you did. All right, so Saved by the Bell, dude. Saved by the Bell went on for a long time,
2: a yes, long time. I got time. Saved by the Bell when I was fifteen, damn. That's same age 15. as some
0: of the kids that you've cast on uh, Ashley Garcia, the expanding universe of <laughs> Ashley Garcia. I that's why I think
2: it worked um, initially. You know, it was Saturday morning, and our producer was like born again Christian, so that's why it was so vanilla, so so targeted towards uh, kids. Is that we were actually kids playing teenagers? Because before that, usually had like older people. I like, remember in Greece, like. Yeah. Living Newton-John was like 32 playing a 16-year-old. They were, you know, and kind of kids can tell, but we were actually kids playing kids. Yeah. So I think that worked. And then it was um, a a pretty diverse looking group. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that helped. Um, And then it was sort of like escapism, very vanilla kind of, you know. I think that shit was going to be on 30 years later. Dude, lightning in, yeah. lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. And
0: by the way, congratulations, you're doing a reboot. Now we're doing the reboot. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see Dude. what that looks like. it just goes on and on with this guy. Restaurants go and,
2: all and all that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So that was cool. So, but you did, how you did over a hundred
0: episodes combined, like with all the different versions of it, you did over a hundred episodes. I think so. We did,
2: I think, 89 of the original. And yeah. With college years. and How was that experience? Was that a lot of fun? It was fun. Yeah. I did it all while I was going to school. I had to miss like the first two months of fall yeah, month, month and a half. And then Mark Paul got hurt my senior year, which screwed up my wrestling in my senior year because yeah. I didn't train. I just went to tournaments because I had to come up here, which sucked.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, that's the only thing I regret. But um, yeah, it was fun. I had a yeah. good time and it was, you know, thank God social media wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> you were making some scratch. You were putting some money away. Well, like, like, yeah, but like, don't get it twisted. It's not like friends money. We we're making, you know, like 1500 bucks which is not bad for a 15-year-old kid, right. but it's not... It's not, a million, it's not hundreds yeah. no, of thousands of dollars. <laughs> by the way, with that money, that's money I had to use, too, to come get an apartment. Uh, everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, we were living in San Diego, so we had to use because my parents couldn't afford to do that, so I had to use that money. So I was almost kind of washed a little bit more, yeah, just yeah. putting a little bit away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't everybody thinks like, no, yeah. if it, that shit was prime time, yeah. then yeah, I'd be making then a lot. But I wasn't really yeah. making anything. We went up a little bit every year, but right. you know, we use that money to get an apartment. I used to live at, uh, Holiday Inn. Yeah. The, well, now it's days in, but that's where the dude killed himself. Right. The yeah, director. the extended
0: stay place. Yeah, Yeah, I know that place. yeah so
2: that's where I used to stay there. Wow, um, okay. You can uh, see it from right with, here, from yeah, your you balcony. From, right yeah. from my dad.
0: You were here in L.A., you were being visible, people were getting to know you, and that kind of kind of led you to other things after that was over.
2: Well, yeah, it, and it was popular for Saturday morning, but it, wasn't, it didn't really start getting real popular until it went into syndication. Dude, everyone knows it now, even now the kids when, that are on
0: your show. My yeah. kids know it, yeah. That's,
2: when, uh, that's when, it got, when it went into syndication, then it got more popular. Still didn't um, get more money, by the way. Oh, I you didn't. Checks that were less than the postage. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's why fucking like Screech is struggling. Screech was on that shit for yeah. over ten years, yeah. and he did the new class, yep. yeah. and then he did, he did um, like I don't know how many installments. He's like fifteen seasons.
1: Damn.
2: You know, and yeah. that fool's broke living in Wisconsin. And I'm not talking out of pocket. He admits no, no, it, no. and he's saying, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it wasn't. That goes to show we weren't making i didn't start making money till after
0: well look the other you know? yeah the other thing to realize about this business is that it's not a business where you're just going to go get rich every time you make a deal you know it is
2: sort of you no know, only your real like it just like anything your real top percenters yeah excuse me are the ones that are yeah. but brad uh, pitt
0: when he was on um and louise wasn't making a million dollars no, you no know? only
2: your top movie stars or you get on a hit prime time show then that's different you get on a prime time show that has around like the people on the big bang and stuff like yeah then you're set. set then yeah. you're set but those are like you might as well go play the lottery right yeah. your odds are just that's as true. strong right there and then
0: the business is changing so much that those deals aren't really existing.
2: those deals aren't even going anymore and now with the streamers yeah. and all that you can't those models aren't around anymore um you went from being an actor to
0: getting into hosting mm-hmm. And I I feel like we knew each other when it was starting to happen. Well,
2: when what year we met? with he said
0: that what was a little met? independent film we did. We met in '98. I'm really proud of it too, by the way.
2: Yeah, I '98. In '98. That what we met '98. No, you that long for? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? 2008. Oh, 2008 oh, 20, was that 20 years. 21 years. 21, 21 years. Damn, well, that's a long time. Yeah. Do you know how we met?
0: We met in the bathroom. No, didn't I audition? You for were you. going to read, but I went to the head because I had to go to the <laughs> restroom in between reads, and yeah. you were in there, and. Yeah. I'll never forget it because he had like a, a, a black leather jacket on like Goodfellas. fellas. like a bronze tail one. <laughs> we introduced ourselves, but we had like a pretty long conversation on the way back to the office. And uh, and uh, I remember connecting with you uh, about our upbringing. And uh, and anyway, we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, that's where you're being a dick right now came from. <laughs> we use that a lot. <laughs> Don't be a dick, Robert. <laughs> so we use it all
1: the time. <laughs> um,
0: I feel like
2: there was something about
0: hosting that you really,
2: really liked. And Well, it was know, tough. That It was a tough transition, I think, leaving... After say by the bell, right? Because you get sort of typecast and pigeonholed into a certain look. They see you a certain way, right. and then you know you're at a weird age, right? Because you're not really a man, man, an adult after you're out of high school, but you're not young enough to really kind of do the high school thing right. anymore. I didn't look at it anymore, so it's, it's that weird sort of um, window in your life, yeah. That time period. Um, so it was uh, it was quiet for like a while, yeah. Um, and then uh, Linda Mancuso was a dear friend of mine. Yeah. Back Rest in the day. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Who worked at NBC. There was a show called Name Your Adventure where you take these kids on different adventures that they wanted to go on. Everything from like interviewing the president to shark diving rock climbing all this stuff all over. One of my favorite gigs still. And she knew I liked um, like hosting in the sense that I've never done, the, not, I not mean on TV, I mean like just hosting, like hosting a party, or oh, having right. my friends over. Like just entertaining, because yeah. I like people. I like people. I like entertaining. I like talking. Doing talk. a podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> and by the way, we're here in Glendale at Casa, Casa Lopez, Lopez doing the podcast. Yeah. so On location. So she said, you know what? You, you, would you want to, I think you'd be a great host at this. So she gave me the opportunity. Like, what am I going to do? She said, I'll just make sure these people are having a good time, entertainment. them. And it was an SEC show, so I had to incorporate like, certain educational oh, okay. elements. Yeah. So we'd be climbing the rock. And did you know this? Right. Has <laughs> <laughs> after elevation. Every to 5, network feet has set, to do that. You man. know what I mean? So once in a while. So then we did that. So I did that. So I ended up doing that show. Right. Um, And I did that for three years. And at that point, then I really fell in love with hosting. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, I can get paid to just be myself. Right. And just make sure people have a good time. And, and, and to listen to stories and to hang out and talk. I was like, well that's that's what I wanna do. Right. So it was fun. That's what came easiest and that's what was fun. Right. And I like to you know, I like to laugh, have a good time, right? Break people's balls and just you know what I mean? <laughs> and so uh so and I think that's what a host is. You just you gotta make sure you like people and you like to entertain. You and like the money good was time. good. Well yeah, you know, it was a real job. So right. yeah, the money's good and then I you know, there's and it's a whole nother skill set really yeah you know, a lot of great actors can't be hosts no yeah. no way you know what i mean and vice for v- vice versa or they're not comfortable without a script right yeah. right and so i like just talking and i like just hanging out with people you fly off the cuff sure, so much and yeah, it's so great fly off the yeah. you just you know so yeah. that from there i fell in love with it yeah and then i realized oh okay i mean this is another sort of avenue this is a to gig yeah because i did other stuff like we did the greg luganis i was still doing like acting you were and still stuff. acting you know that should have made it that should have popped my only regret is I thought I did a pretty good job in that Greg Luganis You were amazing. Yeah. And a lot of people get, yeah, that hey, should have.
0: There was a lot of buzz around the Greg Luganis yeah. story. Yeah, about. there was. Yeah, yeah,
2: dude. And then himself, he really liked it, Greg. And that one should have had created, I was hoping it created a little bit more opportunities, which was, it did this one. I'll tell you the story. I don't, I don't think I've ever said the story. <laughs> that Chuck Norris had a show called um, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, great show. That yeah. was very popular. There was a spinoff called Sons of Thunder that they were doing. And we had a playoff opposite Chuck in the couple of episodes I'm going to spin it off. So I went and I tested and they said, Hey, when you read with Chuck, wear, make sure you don't wear high shoes or wear real <laughs> low shoes. I'm my wife, And they go, he doesn't want anybody taller than him." No. So it was a really cold as ice. So I went in there. I just, I think I had sneakers on or whatever. Um, and I was a little too tall for Chuck. Oh, he wanted everybody, <laughs> damn. cold as ice dude. And I didn't oh. get that. That show ended up not going. Right. But still that, I, that's one of my biggest regrets. That's like I wish that wouldn't win. So yeah, that and that was the only thing that kind of popped in, you know, opportunity that really came out of the Greg Luganis. Other than that, it didn't, you know, Yeah. <laughs> then I did Pacific blue. Pacific blue was, was well, that was on the same show. network. So that ended up yeah. working out. I ended up doing that for three seasons. Right. It's incorporated three seasons, stayed with about five Pacific blue, another three seasons, the other half, two seasons. Right. Right. I so mean, Pacific blue, for those not familiar was, we were cops on bikes, which really exists. True. Really exists. Yeah, do. Cops everywhere. That's cops on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but like we were like in Santa Monica, Venice area. And those dudes really exist. And uh, it was a popular show, believe it or not, but especially overseas, like in France and all that. And, and you like, met one of your good my friends on that my show, good buddies, right? Jeff Stearns and I were friends prior to Pacific Blue. Oh, that really? That was just coincidence. Yeah, because the girl I was seeing at the time, Natalia, uh-huh. her best friend was this girl named Danielle Harris, and she was going out with Stearns. I know Danielle Harris. I used her <laughs> on a movie. There you go. Poor White Trash. Yeah, Okay. So trash, yeah. that's how I knew Stearns. Yeah. So I knew Stearns because Natalia and Danielle were friends. Oh, and, you know, your, their girlfriends and friends end up hanging out, right? So you, like, double date. and stuff. Yeah. So we hung out like that. And then, just coincidentally, he auditioned for Pacific Blue and I did. And we both got it. That's <laughs> awesome. And then we ended up, you know what it's I mean? We were three buddies years and then, hanging out. It's yeah, fun. we were buddies before hanging out with the girls. And then we were, you know, yeah. then we hung out for another three years. That's Our ass was so lazy, too, dude. Well, not lazy, but we lived in the valley. And we didn't want to drive all the way to the beach. Because that shit was taking, like, two hours a day. in the traffic so we had to go all the way to Venice. And yeah. we ended up getting an apartment together over there. Nice. Yeah. While paying for an apartment here, and then we ended up put the we just it was like four hours each. Morning. Yeah, yeah, it's a pain. the morning, it was a pain in the ass. So we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I was eating. That was my heaviest. i bet the you The catering did. there. Yeah, stay away from the crafty man. I Is know. there Is a, a
1: reboot coming to that? Possibly. I don't know, man. Hey, We're you trying know to what? That'd be it. dope. That that'd be, be dope. dope. But yeah. he doesn't have time to do it. When would he yeah, do it? Dude,
2: he it never has to happen. produce it. Just he produce it. Yeah, so that's fun. So yeah, so I mean, we remain friends. And Shayna Mokler, yeah, Hoya's ex, and who's uh um. She worked with us on that. She was real cool. So, yeah. So then I did that. Uh, you did the Greg Luganis. You did
0: uh, Pacific Blue. You had already gotten a taste of uh, of the hosting.
2: I did. So. So
0: you're feeling that.
2: I liked it, but there wasn't that many opportunities for like young kids or, right. you know, a guy in his 20s, early 20s to yeah. be hosting, right? Because right. most of your hosts were like Wink Martindale, True. Chuck Woolery, or guys like that. age, Right. And, right? <laughs> Dick Clark. They were still like young people. How many did you see? Because MTV no. really didn't have. It was all out of New York at the time. Right. Yeah. And they didn't really have anything. It was just like Carson Daly did TRL, but that was even a little bit later. So there just wasn't that many opportunities. So I would have been all over them, but they just weren't there. Right. I never spent a lot of money. I never lived beyond my means. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're clear. We're clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid No, <guys. laughs> You know what I mean? I never, I never like, I was never like flashy or never had no, to have the latest no. this, You latest drove stuff. your same Mustang. Yeah, yeah, dude, I had the Mustang for the same time. And same I years. had a Toyota Land Cruiser for, for the same. years. Mm-hmm. It didn't, like, I looked at it like, hey, you know what? That didn't help me. I was still pulling. Right. So, whatever. <laughs> it, didn't man, man. it didn't happen. I didn't need it. So you know what so mean? I mean? I didn't need to be flossy or anything. Right. I was, hey, when you got game, you got game. It yeah, just yeah. didn't, I didn't, it didn't play in effect. So, I didn't, so, you know, I was like, I was just worried about, I just, I'd always do the math in my head. Okay, I had enough for the this month. I'd make sure I get the rents and all that, right? Because, no. again, I wasn't, yeah. I was doing, like, probably better than your average, like, you know, 20-year-old kid, whatever, mm. but far from, like, set.
0: And but you had always invested your money. You had always set aside money to have some investment in, in real estate. And I didn't things, start doing right?
2: that until I was in my early twenties. Oh really? Well, wait. yeah, because I didn't really make any up until I was a kid. Remember all that money? I put a little bit away, but I didn't yeah. have enough to like buy a house. Mm-hmm. I until I was up until I was like in my early twenties, I would used that money to live out here. Right. Because I lived in Chula Vista.
0: You had a house when I you had a house here in Glendale when I met you in ninety eight.
2: Yeah, but 98. I, but I
0: guess you were twenty eight or
2: something. Yeah, dude, that's like late. I was late, like ninety eight. Oh, okay. I'd already done. No, no, not the Born in Burbank at the Greyhound, right? Yeah. That was my first house I bought. Yeah. When I knew that was my first place, I still oh, wow. have it. Sunset Canyon.
0: What, you still have you it? still have it. Wow. We, we shot it. in there. <laughs> yeah. We shot a scene Canyon. in there. Yeah.
2: I didn't. did we shoot a scene in there? Uh,
0: we shot a scene in a small house here. That was it, Sunset Canyon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I still it, had that. That was the first t- one, one t- I bought. T- I bought oh. it in 94, 94, 95. One of those, 94, 95. But that was, uh, yeah, 94, 95. No more later than 95. Yeah. And that was the very first one um so here what, here yeah. i got a little one in chula vista right i remember prior but uh, dude back then like i remember you buy for like 100 grand yeah. damn you know you put 10 percent down 20 percent down whatever <laughs> yeah you, know, you know what i mean yeah. and then collect some rents yeah but now that shit's worth a lot more you know what i mean from back yeah. way back then but damn. um yeah that was my mom and so but like a little you know i could put like 20 grand down yeah. or nah, something you, you know what i mean you were so always it was just like little, yeah but i didn't i didn't i didn't have like you know what i mean i barely yeah. like yeah, I, I I put a little bit away and I had it. That was it. I had like one little house in Chula right. Vista and I got one little house right here right. in Burbank. And that was it. Yeah. And I still had to figure out what the fuck I was going to do. <laughs> right, you and know what I mean, I was far yeah. from satisfied. And let's out. be
0: clear. Let's be clear, right? Everyone always thinks you see you're seeing a celebrity, you're seeing someone doing their their work out here uh, in the entertainment world, and you think uh, that they've always been killing it, right? And the truth of that is that it, you got to be careful. You got to be frugal, and you've got to. Uh, You got to, you know, handle your business.
2: Well, you're smart because everything's unpredictable. You got to secure that next job. Well, everything's a temp job here, right? Nothing's guaranteed. You don't know if you're going to get canceled. You don't know if you're going to get hired again. You don't know if, you don't know what's going to happen. So like I said, I've always had guarded optimism and try to be um, smart about it and live live even below my means and even within just to, just to be a little more comfortable. Well, cause think cause about the cars. Oh, still yeah, my 94 Mustang. That's your what you're talking about. Mustang, I kept that yeah. one forever, dude. I still, still have it. it yeah. no I still way. have it. Yeah, dude. Where is The it? Cobra, it's down. And my dad has it. Oh, it's beautiful. Dude, that thing only has like 65,000 miles. And really? It's original it's miles? Yeah, oh, original wow. miles. That's it's it. badass. I it make the... money off that now. <laughs> yeah, and my dad wants <laughs> it know. So my dad gave it to my dad now. But yeah. You won't see it again now. No.
0: So you, so you meet Dick Clark. Does Dick Clark change your life at
2: all? Yeah, he does. So he's the one that really changed my life. So then I did that show, wow. The Other Half. This was my big break. This kind of changed everything. So I did this show. NBC was doing its syndication. It was called The Other Half. It was a male view.
0: And we had just done Eastside, by the way. You had, had finished Eastside. Eastside. And yes. Then you got this that- is
2: funny. I don't know. You know the story. They did like a big casting search, right? So they doing the male view. NBC's doing it. Dick Clark is doing like the Barbara Walters role, right? Danny Bonaducci, who's, his mother, like, he's been, you know, former right. child or whatever. But then he's resurged as he's a big, um, big-time radio DJ. Right. Syndicated everywhere, and he's doing really well. And he's a really funny, sharp guy. Right. But he parties a lot. Crazy. <laughs> and then we had Dr. Jan Adams.
0: That's right, Dr. Jan, who, who got in trouble.
2: Well, l- later on, he was a Harvard graduate, really successful uh, um, plastic surgeon. He's the one that was responsible when Kanye West's mom uh, died, right? But was he was horrible. cool. Yeah. And then they had another, they had to have the young single guy. Right? I didn't audition the first time. Who got that part? You'll never believe it. Steve Santagati. Yeah. Steve Santagati got wow. it. Then they shot the pilot. They tested it. Women hated him. Right. Yeah. Shocked. Women didn't like him. They didn't like him. And he was oh. too polarizing. And uh, they had to fire him. And, and uh, <laughs> they had to hire someone else. So then they had a big search. And that's when I got too the chance polarizing. to audition. Yeah. Wow. When I got auditioned. And then I didn't even know San Agati then. I didn't meet him until years later.
0: Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's I him good. That's later. actually it turned good. turned out
2: to be a friend of mine, but then I didn't meet him until years later. And so then I auditioned for that uh, and I happened to get that. Yeah. That was great. And that was like a lot of, I remember I went like five times.
0: Right.
2: Because you go for chemistry reads and, yeah. you know, you, uh, uh, you, they give you different scenarios and yeah. you test. But I was always pretty good at being quick on my feet. So. Was it
0: fun working with Dick?
2: So, you know, Dick Clark's like a... Obviously a legend, right? Icon. So I get this, and immediately um, we uh, we got along, handed off, and he befriended me. You know, I was always very polite and respectful. And uh, I love music, and and uh, he loved it. I used to ask all the questions and knew all the history. And he'd tell you stories about like Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson because he knew all, the all of them. man. Yeah. Elvis, yeah. nicest guy in the world, dumb as a rock. Wouldn't hesitate to buy a Cadillac though. The nicest guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles, those guys. You know, so he just tell you all kinds of stuff. So we, I got really close to them right away. The, here is, we were, had we were a product of unfortunate timing. We debuted the day before 9-11. Ugh. Now we debuted on Monday. Really great. Tuesday, it was yeah. a Tuesday, 9-11 happened. Then obviously preempted and then the right. fucking world changed in two weeks and it was just really, you know, you don't want to launch on 9-11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was a product of unfortunate timing. We ended up still going two years and the ratings weren't even that bad. But, they were actually good, yeah. But they split it. It was NBC split it with another company, and just financially, it didn't. And, yeah. then, and Dick, Dick was involved. They had too many for what it was at the time. Now, if we would have had those ratings, we'd probably still be on the air, right? But there oh. was too many hands in that pot. So then it it that show ended, and he actually had his funeral services there when I got yeah. there, and his wife Carrie. But he like Dick always. He goes, so he started telling me, he goes, Mario, you gotta. He goes, your future is in hosting, and you gotta look at yourself as a brand and as sort of an entity and just as a business not just as a one-trick pony and being an actor you an actor you're you're at the mercy of yeah. writers or directors or in control you're a host then you're a personality then you become a brand then you can look at yourself and market yourself forever And you can be here because he was always he'd been around for decades so i was like wow so he really opened my eyes um, and you took it to heart That's and i took advice, it to heart you oh, know solid advice so he changed my life so i was like okay I want to be the Latino Dick Clark. Yes. Yeah. That's what I said. So Santa Gotti
1: wasn't thinking that way. That's for no, sure. Santa <laughs> God, no.
2: So then that changed. And then I, I wanted to put more energy towards that. And then he ended up dying. And so, but uh, I stayed real peace. close with him until, you know, he passed, but he had a van, right? Like an old school, like the Scooby-Doo vans. Yeah. And I'll never forget this. He had a desk bolted down in the van and he would, dr- he would drive and do work on his desk from Malibu all the way in his, in his offices said. in Burbank. up. Was and you'd get there and somebody would, his driver would open the thing. He'd still be on his desk. And he'd come out. <laughs> wow. Wow. I
0: didn't know that story about Dick Clark, but I'll tell you what, you could see the influence in your life yeah. by, from him.
2: Dude, and he bought a lot of real estate. He owned like all the Crispy Kreams in the UK, like crazy shit. <laughs> like you wouldn't think like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so him and Merv Griffin were incredibly smart.
0: Dude, Merv Griffin was my favorite. I watched all those guys. I mean, I'm older, but I used to watch him and Johnny Carson. Dude, it was they were they were the masters.
2: Yeah, but they're also great businessmen. Yeah, and amazing they, businessmen. They they. Uh, Griffin owned like Beverly Hills Hotel and all. Yeah. Paul Mercer, yeah. pretty much. It I just, think I think he guys. owned
0: some of the game shows, some of the big game shows. Yeah, and yeah. Jeopardy and Wheel Jeopardy, of Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. that was him. In. It's yeah, still dude, on, so
2: I know. So he's still making. So yeah. So then after that, I decided, okay, I want to try to still act and still do everything else, but you know, really kind of try to put the energy towards that.
0: When that ended, I was sad. Yeah, I bet you were. What was it? Like,
2: what was your next step th- at that point? It's always back to the drawing board. Yeah. What happened after the other half? God, that's a good question. That's dizzy. No, I. Oh, yeah. So it was a bit of a lull, and then yeah, dude, I didn't. God. Oh well, off the top of my head, um, I did. I was doing. I did end up doing a show for Animal Planet, which doesn't seem as like as much of a lateral move, right? But I wanted to continue to host, and it was my own show. Where I got to showcase. So I wanted just to be, at my point, I just, I just want to be on TV. Right. I don't care what it is, what I'm doing. I just wanted to kind of be on TV and continue to do it. So I got to do that. How many seasons did you
1: do? Oh, no, because you did I one didn't do the beginning you. ones. So I did one know.
2: without you, then you did two, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. three. Most of my shows have gone at least three seasons. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so pretty, yeah. That, that's amazing. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I did the, then I did Pixar, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Mm. Um, Which, you know, some might look as like a step backwards and stuff but I didn't I looked at it like you know it was a whole nother audience it was great and people it's, still love people, work. It's I mean, works, people still really liked it yeah. and it was still on I'm looking to reboot that now oh, are you looking to reboot
0: that yeah, seriously yeah. wow that's great
2: so then after Pet Star, the opportunity came up ESPN was doing a show yeah. Mark Shapiro had just gotten hired over there and he wanted to blend the two worlds of entertainment and he came up with a concept which is really smart called ESPN Hollywood and how sports and entertainment sort of merge brilliant yeah. yeah, and it was like a neat entertainment tonight, but for sports entertainment. Right. Um, man, I did a big audition process for that, uh, and I ended up getting that. Right. Just, they yeah. wanted an athlete, but those athletes couldn't read and could be great. Right. It's a no. whole other thing to read the prompter and the whole yeah. thing. Then I started getting known as a host. Right. We only did how many ESPN? ESPN. Two, right?
1: Uh, no, we only did one, dude. And we did oh, two, wow. two? No, we didn't. And I remember we had a conversation because oh, I that's right, with that's him. right. We and did one. Like, Oh, because Marshall to buy a house. He said, tody buy a house." I was like, ah. No, the, this you is gonna extra. run. I told you no, you told extra. me that on there because you go, dude, nobody ESPN no, doesn't cancel. He no, goes, think stupid. about He's it. He's crazy. Think about <laughs> no, I'm telling you. No, and you're I, crazy. I got engaged and, no, and I did all kinds of crazy shit. No, but no, <laughs> And he but calls me and goes,
2: dude, I can't fucking believe no, this. No, no, no. But this is let me tell you why. So Mark Shapiro, and it would have stayed on forever because he was running the network and that was his baby and they take care of their own products. Mark Shapiro, the guy that was there, Dan Snyder, who owns the Redskins, multi billionaire, made him like this ridiculous offer to come run his theme parks because he also owns like Magic Mountain and all that shit and he made him like yeah. a ridiculous offer double his salary or something uh, leave ESPN to go run that so he bounced yeah. and then the new guy John Skipper came in and you know when you got a new guy there they want their own new shit yeah. they get rid of the old sis so then yeah. he canceled he's right he's canceled this so then I played Dr. Ramirez on Bold and Beautiful That's and how was right. that? well see dude like I'd gone back and now I'm back and acting and I had never yeah. done that I have a whole new respect for or I had a whole new respect at the time for right. dude he had to memorize pages of dialogue it's a lot of work Yeah. And there's an impressive, like girls crying a dime. And, and it was cool. I got to play a doctor. Yeah. You know, positive role model. But I'd never done that in college. And it was a half <laughs> hour. It was a half hour. Not a guy gynecom- no. <laughs> I was treating like a cancer patient or whatever that is. Um, it's a half hour soap opera, too. Yeah. Half hour. Yeah. It the only one. But it was the number most popular one in the world.
0: And that's a lot of, that was a lot that of work. That was a lot of
2: work. Yeah. It's so, fun, though. So I'd done all kinds of different shit. Yeah. Yes. And that was fun. And, uh, but a lot of work, we did that at CBS TV city. And then I don't know if they weren't going to renew my contract the second year, just because storylines, they didn't know yeah, they had to service changes. a lot of, they had to service a lot yeah. of actors. And, and then, um, I remember getting okay, a showman. That's the one thing he didn't know. He didn't want me to dance in the shows. My mom kept wanting me to do yeah. it. It was on one season.
1: The ESPN, all these people didn't want you to do it either.
2: Yeah. They didn't want me to do it. Then my mom didn't want me to do it. I was like, turn no, your off, mom your wanted you to do it. My mom wanted me to do it, but they didn't want me to yeah. do it. So I said no twice to two seasons. Finally, in the third season, they asked me again. And did Dancing
0: way. with the Stars change everything? Yeah. Change your yeah. life? What happened? Yes. How did that go down?
2: What happened was I got to be in front of 30 million people. It was the highest rated thing, and yeah. I went far. Yeah. And yeah. I ended up doing real well. You came
0: in second. You really won it. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. You what? actually won it. Yeah. I just, I need fixed, it. I just the
2: needed fix a couple was of Super Bowls. Damn it,
1: Smith! Come on. Yeah,
2: so, <laughs> and then the irony is they <laughs> have. You guys the should have
1: a dance <laughs> off now. See what's up.
2: They had the hundred episodes. The first hundred episodes, and if people got the vote for the best answer, yeah. and they voted me number one on yeah. that one. So Wait. how am I going to wear that shit, but I didn't win my season. I wonder, right. where did he come in, 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 in that first hundred? He wasn't even in the top, see? I don't even wow. know. might have oh, been in the top ten, but. The fix was it. So, but no, but that changed everything. So then I, I got to really be exposed to like, as like an adult now, but that it, on a grand scale, right? 30 yeah. million people get to see you. Yeah. And then that started changing, and yeah. then stuff, I started getting a little busy, it wasn't as, you know. Then I did, like, my first Christmas movie, ended up being the highest rate of Holiday and Handcuffs. that we right. played every day, with, I mean, right. every year with Melissa uh, Joan Hart. And then from that, yeah, so that changed everything, and I'm so glad I owe my mom that, so I'm glad I did that. Thanks, Mama Lopez. Yeah, Dude. so from Dancing with the Stars, Stars, then Extra, the entertainment news show. Wow. Yeah, and then I kind of had a little sigh of relief, and I didn't have to, like, struggle right. as much after
0: that. Yeah, so things started uh, popping after Dancing with the Stars. Shoot.
2: That's when it really popped. But I, I wouldn't about. have been exposed to even that possibility of Extra had I not done the other half. You right. understand? And I did that, what, 11 years? 12 years. Yeah. 11 years. 11 old, years. Dude, dude, that's amazing. You yeah. know, and then I did that 11 years. And fake. now from then I went to NBC yeah. and I got that opportunity. But then radio resurfaced. Five years into extra radio yeah. um, presented itself. Somebody from my heart came and um, and it wasn't a live show, but it was a syndicated show. Right. And I was taking over a syndicated show. And then we grew and now we're like in 100 markets and now dude, it's fun, Nationally man. syndicated yeah, all over and that's the United fun. States. Yeah. Yeah, um, so now I do that, and I do the, um, the NBC gig, and, you know, you know what started I started getting into producing, so I couldn't get be happier. So, oh, fuck. I'm burying the headline.
0: Wait, what's that? No, so Hang on. We're going to get to it. Hang on. What, what do just, you think I'm going to say? <laughs> hang on. Whatever <laughs> what, you're going what to say. Whatever <laughs> you're <laughs> going to say, wait up for a second. What was really— co- I know.
1: <laughs> I always go to a mile a minute. Yeah, no, here we go. What,
0: what was really—what's really interesting about how you work uh, when it comes to the uh, journalism is you change a lot of the stuff that's written, I've noticed. Like, they'll come to you with your script. You get there early and you start working on how you would say something. And I think part of the reason you're so successful is because people watching you and all of your fans, when they hear you say whatever you're reading, you're reading as yourself. You're reading and giving it to them the way you would feed them the information. And I think that's part of the value of what you bring to these big shows. And it's part of the reason that they have won Emmys and the the ratings have gone up and why you continue to, to succeed, and why you're now on you know, Access Hollywood, which is tremendous, so congratulations uh, on
2: all of that, dude. Well, well, thank you. I mean, I always try to personalize it and make it as authentic and genuine as possible, right? Because it's me at the end of the day that's talking and I want to be myself. And then I always want to be very conversational and, right. and uh, I don't want to come from like a salacious point or just try to grab a headline or some sort of sound bite where it's clickbait. Yes. If yes. you end up being cool with them, they end up relaxing, end up divulging more that they want to anyway, right. you know, right. and then I want to, and because I was an, I'm wasn't, an actor too, then they kind of feel comfortable and they let their guard down and most of the time they're all pretty cool. And I'm an entertain, I'm like an entertainment fan, right? Yeah. I love movies. I love TV. I love music. Yeah. So I get excited still, even off these years later, still talking mm-hmm. to all those people. You've had
0: a pretty remarkable career. You stand at mid-career. You're not done yet. There's lots of great yeah, things I'm to so do. fuck
2: <laughs> sure. You've, got, you've got a lot of great things uh, yeah. to do yet.
0: Dick uh, yeah. Clark was working for a long time.
2: Got them planned, yeah. yeah. But Regis, uh,
0: Regis Philbin style. Yeah. But yeah. Out there too. Right now you've got a Netflix show that you're executive producing. I'm on there with you. Thanks to you. I appreciate that. But um, uh, it's a great show, The uh, Expanding Universe of Ashley Garcia. Right. You, um, you've created a, a very rare show that's got a Latino family in it, a genius Latino little girl and uh your very universal theme but for, with a lot of
2: flavor and really well written and happy on a hip cool streaming service like Netflix so I'm happy about that there's a we, cool little cast too man yeah Those cool guys little cast. All, all of them are great yeah, Dave
1: you're gonna get in there too right totally. that's right yeah. Yeah. next week yeah and, man. Then,
2: and then um um Aside from that, we we've got uh, our Christmas movie. We've got a Christmas Feliz
0: movie, *Police Navy Dad*. *Police Dad*, great title, is brilliant, great title. Everyone believes that, and the script's great. Peter Marietta wrote mm-hmm. it, and Who most did... important,
1: he's the executive producing *Made in Mexico*. That's right. Shout that's out. right, Exactly. Well, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Of it. all your accomplishments, that's, that's, right. that's the biggest. One. <laughs> you didn't put Gil the Monster in that movie, dude. No, no I, I tried to. He was them. supposed to play Marco Antonio. I used what his real name. You? I don't he know. Said, I don't have the job. He got scared. I'm not acting, bro. I'm not good. I'm not good at acting. I can't act. He strung me along for a couple months. And he's like, I, I can't, can't do. Line I up. saw
2: you do West Side Story. Uh, I saw
1: that picture, yeah. West Side Story that's in high I school. I had
0: talent, <laughs> um, but no, you're doing uh, you're doing amazing work. But I think the key thing for people listening is that it didn't happen overnight. No, you know, it no. didn't happen overnight, and there was lots of years that Dude, I've been doing
2: it thirty something years. Yeah, that's that's a long ass time. You
0: had to make it happen. You had to keep working. You had to keep pushing. You had to save your money. You had to make sure that you had uh, uh, money for the slim times and you did. Yeah. And and by the way, it's not like
2: you work any other job in the real world. You put in 20, 30 years, you're going to have seniority. You're going to have certain benefits. You retire. Well, yeah, but you're going to be way ahead of other folks that that's not how the entertainment industry works. Right. You know, you can put in 30 years and still never get that break. That's right. You know what I mean? Whereas some kid comes along, he just moved here from Canada. Right. and, he auditions once boom breaks out whatever it just you just don't know right yeah. so it's not like the time you put in you're gonna get it you're gonna get it back right yeah it's but a he messed won't be able business sustain like it, that though.
1: you know what huh? i mean he won't be able to sustain that because he gets it that quick he doesn't understand the hunger so <clears> the <throat> neck it's gonna be hard for him to keep it whereas yeah. somebody who's been in it for so long that's where experience pays yeah that's no, right, all but no
2: down. but my point is like you know that person's not guaranteed a yeah. you can put in that 10 20 30 years and right. you can never still get that break right So, you know, and and even when you do, you still got to continue to prove yourself. You still got to continue to be out there.